Today I want to talk about finishing. It's different from last week where we looked at It Is Finished by Jesus from the Cross, those famous last words, and it meant that God's final plan for men and women to escape the sin and bondage of Satan was finished. And Jesus had completed a way for mankind to escape the power of sin and spiritual death. But today I want to talk about how to finish the race of life as Christians. You know, Randolph, William Randolph Hearst was the owner of the San Francisco Examiner. And his family had accumulated great wealth and as a lot of wealthy people, he had kind of uh, eccentric hobbies, and one of his hobbies was collecting art. And he suddenly decided there was a piece of artwork that he wanted that was so, uh, so important to, to him, and he, he researched and couldn't find where it was, so he sent out buyers all over the United States and the world to find that piece of art. And after months of searching, unsuccessfully, they came back and did a little searching around Hearst warehouses and found that that painting was already his, packed away in a crate in a warehouse. And I think that's true of a lot of us Christians. We accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives and become Christians, but we fail to realize what a treasure we really have. Because once you choose to follow Jesus, it is a continuous journey from the moment you accept Him and baptism for the rest of your life. So what does it look like to run that kind of race? Because we are promised when we start that race, Jesus is going to help us to finish it. If you look at Philippians 1.6 in the New Living Translation, and if you're following on your Bible apps, you might push the NLT. It says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until the day it is finally finished on the day Christ Jesus returns. Notice what Paul is saying. He uses the word, I am certain. See, he continually trusted in God. And he goes on and says, until finally finished. That word finished is much like the word we used last week for it is finished, meaning that the work was complete. But what he's saying here is we're moving towards a finish line. That we're in a race that we started when we accepted Jesus Christ. And we are to finish as faithful as Jesus did when He went to the cross and then rose from the dead on Easter Sunday. But to do that, we need some guidance. And Paul goes on to give us the clues as to how we can finally finish. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, this is a little bit different than what you heard uh, Donnie read from the New Living, and it says, do you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away 
but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose, run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I am, or I discipline myself like an athlete training, athlete training, it would do what it should do. So what we see here is he's talking about the discipline for my body to be in training. Paul is saying there is not one step I am taking that doesn't have a purpose attached to it. Paul says, I am not shamelessly shadow boxing. And he means by that, just doing things senselessly. That every move that Paul and the Christian makes needs to have purpose. And that's why verse 27, he says, I have disciplined my body. He is reminding us that if you're going to be successful in the race of life, the Christian needs a plan. You need to get serious about finishing the race because it isn't going to be easy. And in fact, at times it's very difficult. And have you noticed that it's a lot easier to start something than to finish something? Haven't we all said, I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to eat right, and then we go to the mall and we find the worst possible food that we could want in our body and we crave it and we buy it? Or we just come up and say, I'm going to commit to go to church more. And then miraculously, the bed feels better on Sunday morning than any other day of the week. There's been a study of New Year's resolutions, and you know, a lot of times we like New Year's resolution and New Year's Day because we show that we can start anew. But studies have shown that most people throw in the towel when they start something. In fact, there is a day that is labeled Quitter's Day. And that Quitter's Day for New Year's resolutions is January 12th. So in less than two weeks, most people have quit. Why? Because it's easier to start and hard to finish. And there's been studies done of marathon runners, and, and we have some pictures of some in our church, and no, I did not get permission to put these up. So they can uh, just send me hate mail or, or sue the church. We notice here that we have the Sawyers and the Doigs up at the mini marathon running it out. I don't know if you followed it on Facebook, but I think they hit some walls. And then we also have the Wattses. In fact, the Wattses are so dedicated that they're in Cincinnati running the flying pig run today. So what we see is, is that runners run in the walls in order to get to the finish lines, similar to what Christians run into in the race of life. The first wall is you run out of strength. You run out of strength where your brain's working, but your legs are, are locking up. And it's like the brain can't communicate with the legs and the rest of the body. Well, haven't you been there in faith? Where you know what you need to do as a Christian and, and you really, really have good intentions, but you just don't have the strength. We hit walls because we get busy or we get tired or there's already so much going on in our life. And what happens is we have the desire, but we don't have the strength. 
And when that is the case, we only do what is comfortable and what's convenient. And there are times God calls you beyond comfort and convenience. The second wall marathoners run into is the run out of desire. In runners, it's when the blood sugar level bottoms out. And that doesn't affect the muscles, but it affects the brain. Where the blood sugar levels are so low, the brain kind of checks out, and now there's confusion. And runners think, I really want to finish, but I can't figure this out. They can look at the distance to the finish line and think, how in the world am I going to make it? But it happens to Christians too. They hit walls in life. They hit walls of thinking, how am I going to finish this like Jesus did? I, I, I can't be holy like I need to be. And then we lose a desire to even try and we end up running in the wrong race and not finishing the way we should. There's a third wall that runners and Christians hit as they run. And that is run out of vision. Runners, once dehydration sets in and muscles start locking up, they begin to, to, to doubt and start saying, I don't think I trained hard enough, or I didn't prepare well enough, or I haven't eaten right to get ready for this race. And all these things set in, and they think, this is too difficult, and I'm checking out. And for the Christian, we start out like Easter Sunday morning when we accept Jesus Christ, and there's a lot of excitement and hope, and we see so much ahead and we're trying to become more like Christ. But after a few weeks or a few months or maybe a few years, it begins to disappear. And things get difficult. And we go through tough seasons of life where we find our faith running into walls. So how do we finish? You know, one of the greatest finishers in the New Testament was the Apostle Paul. When you see his life, it didn't start out well. He persecuted Christians. He killed Christians. But at the end of his life, he looked totally different. And look at what he says to us in 2 Timothy 4. He says to us, if you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Jesus Christ. The one who Nourish the message of faith in Jesus Christ. Nick, I think I gave you the wrong verse. I think it's chapter 6. Let me read it as I have it. If you have been in someone with their final moments, I think you'll hear this. For I'm ready, already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. And there is now in store for me a crown of righteousness. You know, people in their final moments, they share things that they want other people to hold on to. Because the final words in a person's life are meaningful and powerful. And that's what Paul is saying here. His final words, if I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. And Paul is saying, this is how he did it. 
That word finished means completed. And it means that Paul is saying that I have taken a step forward. And each time I take a step forward, I can see a barrier. But when I break through that barrier, I can see farther down. And then I take another step until I hit another barrier. And then I, I break through it and take another step on. It's about breakthroughs. And what he's saying here is, he says, we need to be people that finish well, and finishing well is the accumulation of small steps headed in the right direction. And what he does, he gives us three examples of how to finish well. Paul says that every day we have to fight the good fight. So what is a good fight? A good fight is that one we fight for the right reasons. You fight for your marriage. You fight for your kids. You fight for your Christian influence. You fight for your community. And when you know God has promised you something, you need to fight for that. To do whatever it takes to get what God has promised. And if God's plan for your life isn't happening and you aren't running the race God wants you to run, then you are not winning. You are not in the good fight. We need to be people that understand that, that the good fight has to do with, with us picking the right battles. See, in order to finish, you need to plan to fight against all kinds of things that are, that are keeping you broken and hurt and wounded and push through those walls. See, then you probably need to surround yourself with people, with friends that will fight with you. Friends who refuse to see you lose and not fight the good fight. Paul says every day you need to get into a fight for the new you that Christ wants. Second, he says, run with purpose. Because... There is a race out there for every Christian. Every Christian has a God-given race with their name on it. And that race was specifically designed for you by God. And see, God gives us that race and we're supposed to run it. That's our purpose. See, marathon runners have learned how to condition their bodies and how to diet right and not bust up their training. They exercise when they don't feel like it. Runners run not because they love it, but because it's part of the training. It's their purpose. And hear me, your purpose and my purpose is more important than just our feelings and our comfort. And a runner understands that. Yes, it's no fun. And yes, it's hard. But runners know if they're going to finish well in the contest, they need to be ready and run with purpose. And the same is true for Christians in the race of life. Our purpose is important. And our purpose has power in it. And why? Because someone's eternity is attached to your purpose. Did you hear that? In your race, someone's eternity is attached to your purpose. And when you dial into 
that purpose that God has for you, someone else's life is going to be changed for eternity. So get rid of the distractions. That is why we need to be people that know what the distractions are. We need to ask, is this relationship helping me run my race? Is this friend or this co-worker slowing me down and distracting me? And if so, I may need to disconnect and find other Christian friends that support me in the race. What am I seeing and hearing on social media and TV and print media? Is it helping me in my Christian race? If not, then maybe I need to unplug from that. And if there are things in my schedule that are taking me away from focusing on keeping my faith, my worship time, my prayer time, my Bible study, then those things need to come out of my schedule. And we need to ask, is this helping me run my Christian race? Is this pushing me towards God's plan and purpose for my life? Because purpose is more important. So when we hit those walls, when we're trying to, you know, bow out of our purpose by becoming more comfortable and seeking what we think is easy, then we need to go back and remember the story of what Jesus did and let his example be our example. Jesus didn't finish for a trophy. Jesus finished to be an example. So like Paul said, fight the good fight. Run with purpose. And run with full faith. Paul says, I have kept the faith. What did he mean when he said, I have kept the faith? I think it is saying that every Christian will have an opportunity to give up. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to quit the race. Plenty of opportunities for you to go back to the old pre-Christian life or to go back to the old version of ourselves. And it's in that moment when Paul encourages us to keep the faith. Just look at what Paul went through. He went through imprisonment, beating, stoning, shipwreck, snake-bitten, starvation, his life is a picture of a life of struggle. It's a picture of life of pain. And it's written down to give us hope. It lets me know that whatever I am going through, I can make it because Paul did. And that's why we can have hope. Just know that with God, all things are possible. So invite God into your race. Maybe you need to switch lanes in the race. But in that race, fight the good fight. Run with purpose and keep the faith. And don't be like William Randolph Hearst looking for that piece of art, that treasure, when he already had it right there. We have the greatest gift of all in salvation through Jesus Christ. And we have a purpose and a mission in life. And every step of our life has a purpose. And someone's eternity is attached to that purpose. 
So understand the treasure that you have. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for being a God that is there for us. We know in life we're going to run into walls. We're going to hit barriers. There's going to be issues and problems, but we know that we have the example of how to fight the good fight and run with purpose and how to keep the faith. Let us be that kind of follower of you in all we do. It's in your name we pray. Amen.